Welcome back to part two of Who's Larry and today it is all about the love in Larry's life. So we're continuing our chat with Jenny Trent Hughes where she's going to reveal the official formula for romance and also five key things for happiness in a relationship. So you mentioned before you gave us your your extra gift the five points that that you've noted down for us. So these five things that you find are kind of key to happiness in a relationship. It's really funny that you use the word keys because that's actually what I titled it. Five keys. Ah. <laughs> now, what's important to note is that some of these five relate to everything. They're incredibly important in regards to relationships, but they're also, you know, they also permeate through your life. Number one, know the difference between what you want and what you need and choose accordingly. A a tip that I can give you at this stage of your life is that people tend to choose their partners when they're younger based on what they want. And what you want is usually, you know, I want them to be this tall. I want them to have this kind of hair. I want them to have this kind of body. I want them to have this kind of job. When you're choosing, if it is something that is not going to be permanent, that means it's a want. The problem with wants is wants change over Mm. time. So what you might want at 26 might not be what you want at 30. It won't be what you want at 35. But when you're young, you tend not to think about that. You just think about what do I want? What do I want right now? As time goes by, you start looking for what you need because what you need will never change. So for as long as I've known Sarah, Sarah cannot have a meal that doesn't have Greek yogurt on the side. <laughs> you learned, I love it. it. Just, <laughs> rice, specifically rice. Any rice dish has to have the yogurt on the side. So that's your needs. A, a guy yeah. that follows you around with a bowl of Greek yogurt. Exactly. And so that's the thing is that, you know, Sarah might, if she, it's funny because she would be like Cookie Monster. I mean, if you had a choice between Sarah, do you want, you know, do you want a one week trip to Dubai, five star, all expensive paid, all expenses paid, or do you want a carton of yogurt? Oh, yogurt, yogurt. <laughs> She's got you there, Sarah. Because, you're, because yogurt yeah. is what she needs. Yeah. And so no, learn the difference in life between what you want and what you need. And whenever you can, choose what you need. Mm. Number two, do it for you. So whoever you pair up with or attracted to, like, whatever, don't do it. You know, I don't really like him, but all my friends think he's really cool. Yeah. You know, I think Mm -hmm. she's a pain in the ass, but but all my friends think she's really hot. You know, I don't. This person's boring, but my parents really like them. Don't do it. Whoever it is that you choose to spend any amount of time with. Do it because you like them, not because anybody else does. Number three, we ca- we've kind of covered this before in that this other person is not responsible for making you happy. You make yourself happy. This person enhances your happiness, but they cannot make you happy. If you're miserable, get to the bottom of why you're miserable. Don't sit there waiting for somebody to come along and make you happy. Mm. Number four, stay in the moment. 
So it's not that, you know, you meet somebody and you think, right, okay, so uh, what kind of career do I need them to change into so that they can make enough money so that we can live in the area that I want to live, you know? Stay yeah. in the moment because when you spend a lot of time either living in your past or in your future, then you don't enjoy the present. Yeah. And then the fifth one is everybody will say this when they talk about relationships, but it is so true. Honesty and trust. That's what you're looking for. And like everything else, if you want to find it, you also have to give it. And if you have a relationship where you're not being honest or you feel they're not being honest, it's in the end, it's not going to work mm. because you want to feel safe with this person. You're giving this person your heart. You're sharing your secret with them. You're telling them, you know, you're sharing your soul with them and you really need to feel safe. And that means honesty and trust. I love it. That's it. I love the pearls of wisdom. I feel like I feel a bit like guilty now that we guessed the sixth one because then if Jenny if you just said actually <laughs> I've got an extra present for you I'd be like yeah keep yeah. on coming Jenny but now we're, you, don't, you don't have any more <laughs> no no well actually what, what I do have is years ago the Royal Mail asked me to do a, a formula for romance they said is there such a thing as a formula for romance and I said actually yes there is so, are you ready? I'm, I'm so excited ready. more than anything. <laughs> this is what Jack's been waiting for I'm the whole... <laughs> so excited. Okay, so first, I'm going to read it out like an algebraic formula, and then I'm going to explain what the different things are. So, it's 0, 0, Y, A, plus D squared times E slash A equals romance. I feel like I and should have been writing that down. <laughs> yes, you should have. <laughs> I was awful at maths. I'll, I'll send it to you, though. And what it means is when you're trying to think about doing something romantic, think about the object of your affections. So that's whoever the person is that you want to do something romantic for. Then think about their dreams and their desires. Little things that they've mentioned to you, little things that they like, little things that are important to them. And then the times, the E slash A, is effort and action. So, for example, like for me, you know, I've, I've had boyfriends at Valentine's times and I was living in New York and they had a lot of money and they would walk into Tiffany's and they'd buy a piece of jewelry and take me to a fancy restaurant, blah, 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 blah. And none of that affected me like last year when I heard that song that he had remembered that I had said that this was my favorite Valentine's song. Wow. It turned out that he went to a recording studio. He had some of his friends oh, come really in cute. to play oh. instruments and sing backup. He recorded it. They edited it. He went out and found, you know, a memory sticky thingy oh. that was in the shape of a heart. And all of that cost, you know, I think the entire thing probably cost him like a tenner. And it was the best valentine's gift i'd ever gotten and that was because he had remembered what i had said 
So that comes, you know, that's the sort of mm-hmm. my dreams and desires. He had remembered what I'd said. He had put in an enormous amount of effort to make it happen and taken action to make it happen. And that's why it was the most romantic gift anybody had ever given me. He must have read your it's formula so easy, years yeah. ago and, and followed it. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, you know, somebody can go into Tiffany's and buy a diamond ring. And it's a beautiful ring and they've spent a lot of money for it and blah, blah, blah. And to some people, that's mm-hmm. romantic. Someone else will remember that the first time they took you out for lunch, you ordered beans on toast. With Greek and yogurt. So, with Greek yogurt, with Greek <laughs> yogurt on the side. And so, nice. so what they do is they go to Sainsbury's or any other supermarket. They buy a tin of beans. They open the beans. They buy the same diamond ring and they put the diamond ring in the beans. And then they take a box and there's the tin of beans and a little container of yogurt. And so you open it and then they hand you a fork and you dig around in there and you find the ring. That's romantic. That's that's love. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's what makes people feel loved. And that's where, as as a global society, a lot of us have gone off the right track. What makes people feel loved is that you cared enough to remember who they are. And so Mm. anything that I've ever considered romantic has been something that nobody else could have given me but this one person. You see, you could go out, you know, sorry, you could go out and you could buy, you know, four diamond rings and give them to four different boys. (laughs) Yep. And all all that means is you have spent X amount of money. Mm -hmm. But it's the person who gets the Greek yogurt and the tin of beans. That's the person who you really love and who will feel love. It's just like adding that personal touch and it's kind of like the perfect example of... That's what it's all about. Like money doesn't buy happiness or like love. It's the action of knowing that that person cared enough to... Rem- like what you said, Jenny, like you've hit the nail on your head I lo- and I love it. And one day, fingers crossed, I hope I, hope I find someone that records my funny <laughs> Valentine for me. Uh, You're going to but- be the one to do that for someone, Jack, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> There's something very important that we've not touched on. Uh, And I know in our current, you know, PC society, we try to avoid saying certain things, but I'm brave enough to go for it. Come on, Jenny, we're ready. Romance, for some reason that I do not understand, people seem to feel that romance is something that boys do for girls. No, that's just that's just wrong. Boys love getting flowers boys love little gifts that make that make them think that you've thought about them and for some reason I will always used to have women complaining you know oh but I have this man and he's not romantic and then I'd say okay so what do you do for him I'm the girl I don't have to what the heck does that mean men you know it's it's just it's really really wrong and I think that that's something that's trust me you know, you give a girl, and yes, okay, so we're talking about boy-girl relationships, mm-hmm. and but I'm, you know, it's the same with girl-girl, boy-boy, whatever. Yeah. The fact is that there always is one person who expects to be fussed over and is annoyed if the other person is not fussing over them. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work. 
It's two people, not always necessarily at the exact same moment in time, but it's two people doing little things for each other, little unexpected things showing that they care for the person, they've thought about the person. That's what love is about. Absolutely. I just want to quickly touch upon one more kind of topic within this. Oh, I was just going to ask you about your views on like dating culture and how that's changed over the years. It's probably quite a big topic. (laughs) Um, And kind of what effect that's had on our happiness um, within relationships, like the use of dating apps like Tinder, because obviously you were the the UK expert for eHarmony. Mm. And obviously that's now <laughs> taken off into so many different branches like Tinder, Bumble and all these different apps. And Years ago, I did, uh, I presented a series for Channel 4 that was called Perfect Match and won lots of awards and stuff. And all the dating companies came out of the woodwork to ask, would I be the spokesperson? for their company and I would investigate them and I'd think oh my word no (laughs) and then one day I was on the tube and I saw an ad and I thought oh that's an interesting philosophy Uh, I'd never even heard I'd never heard of eHarmony before I thought that's an interesting philosophy if ever I was going to start dating I would look into this do you remember what the ad was Jenny no because well what what happened eclipsed (laughs) everything three days later my agent called me and said, I know how you feel about dating companies and stuff, but this company called eHarmony has called and they want to talk to you. And I went, oh my God, oh my God, that's that company for On The Two. <laughs> and they sent me to LA because that's where they're headquartered. They sent me to LA and they have a think tank there of PhDs who had sat there for years actually you know, interviewing people, researching, all of that. And I thought, okay, these people are ethical. Here is my issue with a lot of what goes on now. It's one of those things like the internet. There are people who think that the internet is the devil's child. And then people who think that the internet is the only thing that matters. I think the internet is (laughs) wonderful. I think social media when not abused, is wonderful. If I had a choice between Mm. all of it existing and it not existing, yes, I would absolutely want it to exist. However, the, you know, when, when online dating first started, it was a process. Um, you know, you had to answer questions, you etc. It was a process that you went through. Now you're in aisle four at Tesco, and you know you're hooking up with somebody who's in aisle six uh, because somebody who's in aisle eight has swiped you. But that's too far away. You want the person in the next aisle. I mean, that just really is (laughs) insane to me. And it's also the results that I'm seeing of it are really incredibly unhealthy. Um, Because this Mm. this idea of, yes, there's always an amount of, oh, I like her hair. I like his hat. But when it's only about that it's very want 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 it's instant gratification and instant gratification Mm. works for i want a cup of coffee i want a cup of coffee right now you know i want a pizza i i don't want to go out and get it i want uber eats i want it now but 
I want to spend the rest of my life with someone, anybody, whoever shows up first. Yeah, I yeah, love it, that. It, 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 it's so it's right. unhealthy. And one of the things that's that's interesting that I was talking to my son about the other day, a couple of months ago, somebody did a lot of research to find out what I mean, Jack, I don't know if you know I don't know if you're the same age as Sarah, but what the difference is that they're finding in this generation of people that are twenty five, twenty six, you know, in that age bracket. And interestingly, they're having less sex than before, less sex than generations before them. They are less likely to be in a relationship than almost any generation before them. And then randomly, a higher percentage of them don't huh. drive. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a little bit older than Sarah, and I'm still only by like three yeah, years. Back, and I'm still in the process of taking my uh, <laughs> my driving lessons. I was going to say I don't drive either, so. and neither does Jack. My Jack, he doesn't drive either. Oh, yeah. He's not in a relationship. You know, all of that. I mean, and and when I was talking to him about it, he says, "My God, you know, you're right." And we started talking through all his friends or people that I know through him, through him and all of that, and it really is true and I think in a way that it's one of those things like a form of overload where there is just so much of it mm. that it's lost its value and it, you know when when I was young sex was something that your parents did at least like say in Sarah's instance she would be able to say they did it three times mm. Because there's three, you know, because there's three of them, you know, and, and then that was it. And that's what, what we all thought. That's what we all thought about our parents. And sex was something that was done behind closed doors. And quite often nobody discussed it with you ever until you went to school. And there was some sort of book with some dodgy little drawings mm. in it. And nowadays, I remember, uh, I remember my son coming home from school one day. And he said, I know all about sex. Such and such told me. And no, it wasn't Sarah. <laughs> I said, oh, and what did she say? And he gave me a description. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and it was very, very complicated. And, and it was not about birds and bees. And it was about all kinds of shenanigans. And at that point in time, how old were you all in reception, Sarah? Four. Four, five. I think, around yeah. that. Four or five. And it was then. And, yeah. And, you know, and, it, yeah. and, and so it was at that age where this person had a very in-depth, detailed, complicated, far-reaching explanation about, you know, about sex that she was sharing with my son and... That's what the generation has now grown into. So if you were talking about and thinking about sex and love from that age, by the time you're, you know, in your 20s or whatever, you're a lot of people are bored with it or don't understand yeah. what it's for. I think it's a subject that you could get so into it and that the kind of the stats that you said before, Jenny, don't surprise me. I think it is this overload of, well, oh, I've got, Spotify, where I can access every single song. I've got Netflix, where I can have everything in one so go. And it, it's, it's a different 
generation and I kind of have the same mm-hmm. conversations with my 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 mum and it was like when you when you would be like you'd find one person and it's different now because it's like well well should you search more like why would you marry the the guy at the end of your street just because it it, it feels a need or social media has uh, had a huge impact on that as well I find it I find it so fascinating because the world is ever changing but I think yeah. it is having an effect but then is it having an effect in the way that we see it and we go oh this is what happens to younger people but would have I guess the generations before you and the generations before them would they have looked down and be like I can't believe they're going out dancing listening yeah. to this kind of music singing funny valentine do you know what I mean it's it's just I guess the circle of life where it moves down and you go I can't believe the kids I go I can't believe they're all staying in and playing bloody minecraft today when we used to be out or would be on MSN and now they spend all their time yeah. on Instagram in their pocket and it just the line just moves I guess Jenny just quickly before we go we have to ask you about Larry um and what you think his relationship status would be to bring him such happiness I could be completely wrong but my guess is that Larry is single and a really nice guy and he's not single because he's a player and he wants to see how many girls he can get he's single I suspect because he's a perfectionist and in the same way that Larry is searching for happiness he's searching for the perfect girl to be happy with I don't think that Larry thinks that this girl is going to make him happy but he wants somebody who's also very much about happiness and I think if Larry relaxes a bit because happiness sneaks in when you're not looking for it, then the right girl will also sneak in when he's not looking for her. I love it. This has been one of my favourite conversations. I feel like I could sit here and talk to you absolutely all day. And we didn't even get into the, the nitty gritty of it. We'll have to have you back. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Jack Frimston. I'm Sarah Tabar. And we hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm going to put it out there, Sarah. It was one of my favourite ever episodes. I think it was because it was a bumper. We just had to, we, we couldn't stop talking. We were loving it. There was so much to we cover. We were loving it. And I think we're going to have to bring Jenny back because I think half the stuff we didn't even, we didn't delve deep enough. We I didn't think. get into the nitty gritty. We kept it PG. I think we could do an after hours episode <laughs> with Jenny. Oh, God. So you might have noticed Jenny mentioned Jedward a few times throughout that episode. Oh, you like a little bit of Jedward, don't you? Well, we'll discuss that in our next episode. In a lot more detail, I'm sure, Sarah Tabar. <laughs> so it's a bit of a funny one. People are going to say, I didn't know it brought people so much happiness, but I think we can definitely find the happiness. And I, I want to see what Larry thinks about this one, because it was something I was very into growing up, and it wasn't dressing up as princesses. It was reality TV. We'll see you there. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please do hit subscribe. And if you're feeling particularly generous, why not give Larry a five-star rating? Go on. And if you're feeling more generous, why don't you WhatsApp it to your nan and granddad? Because Larry is for everyone. Make us happy as Larry. Subscribe today.